Shalom Ayudim, Shalom Lebanon Noah, Shalom Goyim. It's the evening of the fourth day. Erev Kavtes Beteves, Parashas Ve'era, Tavshin Pei Dalas 5784. The evening of the third day, Tuesday, January 9, 2024. You're listening to Phantom Nation, a.k.a. the program program, coming to you from the state of Israel, betrayed by Biden and company, as they betray the U.S. They say about that at the end of Biden's time in office, if he doesn't die before then, his crime of refusing to police the border, uh, 15 million strangers will have invaded the United States who have the potential to destroy the United States. And the process seems to be already underway. For example, New York City profits big time from the Broadway theater business, thanks to the out-of-towners, the tourists, uh, people in the outer boroughs, Long Island, Jersey, uh, who also patronize the restaurants when they go to the theater. Only now, uh, they say that the theater business is down 80%, thanks to fear of being murdered in Times Square. These millions are uh, destroying American communities from coast to coast. I, for one, will not be surprised if this leads to violence uh, and the use of lethal weapons as Americans in some communities will band together with the weapons to drive out from their communities these criminals who became criminals the moment they illegally stepped into the country. Historians in the future will be scratching their heads over this time in American history when Americans let this horrible man Biden and his cohorts do this to America. Anthony Blinken, his Secretary of State, the heretical Jew, made his fourth trip to the region uh, the other day, starting on Monday, since October 7. He came to smile and shake hands uh, first four times with the Ishmaelitic princes and kings uh, on each trip and separately. This is his fifth trip to Israel in which uh, he, it was reported, would try to get Israel to reduce its military effort. Nine more dead Israeli soldiers since yesterday. It's uh, the effort against the enemy's so-called innocent civilians. Anthony Blinken is here now, as in the past, not as a friend of Israel, but an advocate for the enemy who produced those 3,000 homicidal and suicidal and sadistic sex perverts uh, thanks to the satanic religion they were raised in. It's little known that in Gaza, the schools teach little boys, maybe girls, I doubt though, that Jews are the most evil people in the world. They have no redeeming qualities. They are pure evil. And one of the most gloriously Islamic things you can do in this life is to kill them. Remember how on October 7, one of these demons called up his mommy in Gaza and daddy and told them how proud they should be of their son because he has killed lots of Jews? Anthony Blinken is here to tell the lie, the anti-Semitic lie, that most of the Muslims in Gaza are not represented by those bad Hamas men. Coincidental to Blinken's arrival yesterday, his spokesman Miller wrote, quote, on X, Palestinian civilians must be able to return home as soon as conditions allow. They cannot and they must not be pressed to leave Gaza, close quote. And I say uh, Moshiach may come or should come before Blinken says one word about the thousands of Jews in the South who also now are not in their homes because they have no homes because of what are believed to be Palestinian holy men burnt their homes to the ground. Yesterday, Blinken, this creep, was in Saudi Arabia speaking to the dictator there, Prince Mohammed bin Salman, 
and he spoke, the prince did, of the importance of Israel stopping military operations and intensifying humanitarian efforts by implication efforts directed exclusively uh, for the benefit of the innocent Palestinians with nary a word by him or Blinken about humanitarian efforts toward the Jewish victims of October 7. Thousands of them now literally homeless, no less than the Muslims Israel ordered to evacuate from the north to the south in order not to hurt them. This too, this behavior, is a face of anti-Semitism. The imbalance in the sympathy for non-combatants on both sides, when one side is the obvious victim, with 1,200 dead people, thousands more, horribly mutilated and wounded, and the other side is not like that at all. The media today ran an item on the hospital staffers on October 7, and days afterwards, who never had to deal with such an event. Yes, people in terrible car accidents sometimes lose limbs, and staffers deal with that. But they said this was an avalanche of amputated limbs in such quantities there was no room to store them all. Uh, these uh, nurses and doctors, they too are victims of October 7 that the world is oblivious to. In the minds of these Gentile leaders, foremost in need of humanitarian help are the innocent ancient Palestinians because Biden and uh, Blinken and in France, Macron and in the UK, Sunak and that destructive clown Trudeau in Canada all are in agreement that Hamas does not represent the Palestinians in Gaza, and never mind the elections of 2006, showed that it does. And since then, no follow-up election by the Fatah Hedman Abbas took place because all public opinion polls among the uh, barbarians show an election uh, would produce the same results as in 2006. And you know why? A couple of reasons. Your average Arab, when asked by a pollster his opinion, uh, does not know if the pollster really is a pollster or maybe an agent of the regime or of Yahya Sinwar, head of Hamas. He has a record, you know, uh, this is not an assumption, of murdering four fellow Muslims. He was convicted of that by an Israeli court because he believed uh, they worked for the uh, GSS or something. Uh, he murdered them with, their, with his own hands. And so if you're an Arab and someone asks you, what do you think of Hamas? You say, oh, I love Hamas. Another reason is that the rival Fatah gang stands for Palestinian nationalism, which was beautifully portrayed and exhibited in 2016 in Ramallah at the ribbon-cutting ceremony of the National Museum of the Ancient Palestinian People, a museum whose every wall, gallery, corridor, was perfectly empty of any artifact produced by any ancient Palestinian. And when the curator was asked uh, by the media, where are all the objects and exhibits? Uh, the curator said, oh, they're being made abroad. And there was some kind of delay in having them delivered. That is, Fatah stands for nothing except the power given the Palestinian Authority by, the, by Israel's most famous political theoretician, the atheist Dr. Joseph Bennett, PhD. From day one, the locals knew the PA for the bullies and crooks that they are. So the enemy uh, votes for Hamas because Hamas represents their religion, which is the only solace they have in this life, the belief that despite their low level of creativity, high levels of poverty and illiteracy, they have the correct religion. 
In truth, Islam is as much a political movement as a religion. It's a movement called uh, imperialism, the quest for a global encircling empire in which all other religions have been obliterated and the world is run by a righteous caliph, a word derived from the Hebrew, everything in Islam comes from the Jews, uh, from the common Hebrew verb, lachlif, to exchange. The caliph is the successor to Muhammad, the great head chopper, the founding head chopper father of Islam, whom scholars in my generation did not call uh, the religion Islam, but Mohammedanism. first book I ever read on Islam, decades ago, was called that, Mohammedanism, by H.A.R. Uh, Gibb, uh, initially published in 1949, and it opens with a reference to an earlier book of the same name published in 1911. And the reason for this name, used by scholars, is that Islam is nothing but the fairy tale of this Muhammad guy flying into Jerusalem on a flying horse, rising up into the heavens and meeting all the prophets of the Jewish Bible and realizing he's the last and greatest of them all. That's Islam. There's not one original religious thought in Islam not stolen from the Jews, starting with the binding of Isaac. When someone converts to Islam, all the person needs to say is, quote, there is no God but Allah and Muhammad is his messenger, close quote. That's it. It's very simple. This is why scholars call the religion Mohammedanism, because that is its marker, marker belief, uh, belief that he was the last of the prophets in the Jewish Bible, and of course, the greatest of all uh, when judging by the Quran, this religion is nothing but intellectual and property theft, a plagiarized and perverted form of the Jewish religion. And this contributes to the core belief of Muslims, like those in Hamas, that the Jews have to be destroyed, for they are evidence of Islam's essential burglary of the Jewish religion belonging to the Jewish people. Who gave these savages the right to claim Jerusalem as holy to Islam, just as it is to Jews? Shay, yes, Ben, Shwati, yes, 
Udi Davidi. Well, as I uh, mentioned before, nine more dead young Jewish men in the prime of their lives snuffed out by the monsters in Hamas. And it's reasonable that Netanyahu has been as weak against Biden in the manner of supplying Gaza uh, with anything, food, fuel, because, as Caroline Glick reported under Ehud Barak, <clears throat> the reliance on the U.S. became virtually total. For example, it's the U.S. that produces and supplies the Iron Dome system. So Biden uh, threatened, has threatened Bibi with withholding material support if he does not care more for the ancient Palestinians who have no connection to Hamas. And that's because Obama guides him, that covert jihadi, bent on destroying America. Surely as bin Laden wanted to do that on 9-11 because of America's support for Israel, which Muslims have repeatedly called the greatest problem and threat to Islam in the world, the existence of Israel. That's the greatest challenge facing Islam, which makes sense. The refusal of the Jews to convert to Islam and to insist on their independence is an insult to Islam, and their continued existence as a people perpetuates their religion, which is evidence and proof of Islam as the greatest crime of intellectual property theft in history. You have to get rid of the Jews. Defense Minister Gallant said the other day that the fighting in Gaza will last for another year, which is evidence of the centrality in Islam of Jew hatred. These tunnels, miles of tunnels, were planned and created at immense cost in materials and labor for the sole purpose of allowing the leadership to attack Israel with missiles and hide in the tunnels, even possibly for years. The IDF just came across a tunnel 
30 meters deep under one of the so-called um, refugee camps, Burej, which uh, was a factory for the manufacture of missiles, some with the capability of being fired into northern Israel. Also, they produced explosives there and mortar shells, even UAVs, and all for what? To kill Jews and destroy their independent state. It is their mission in life according to their religion. For 15 years since the retreat from Gaza by all Jews, they have been working on this dream of eventually destroying Israel, God forbid. And of course, as we saw on October 7, this would be followed by an invasion of hundreds of thousands of Muslims to loot all the possessions of the now dead Jews, God forbid. I think one of the factors leading up to the Israeli surprise on October 7 is the failure of Israelis to measure the depth of hatred of these Muslims, how central it is to their very be very being. It's what gives them meaning in life, hating and killing Jews. This is why the great Rambam, Maimonides, who lived among Muslims all of his life, writing in Arabic, he said Islam is the greatest enemy of the Jewish people. And he wrote this during the First Crusade, in which the Crusaders marching from Europe to Eretz Yisrael along the way had a fine time butchering whatever Jews they came across. And when they arrived in Jerusalem, they continued that behavior. The Rambam surely knew of this behavior, but still fingered Islam as the greatest anti-Jew force in this life. Winston Churchill called Islam the greatest retrograde force in the world. And now Chief of Staff in Israel, Herzi Halevi, and senior officers have informed the Prime Minister that the Ishmaelites, Judea and Samaria, of course, they used those terms not at all, they could be on the verge of another intifada, stimulated by denying so many of them a job west of the Green Line since October 7. They denied this for fear some might be on fire with murderous thoughts stimulated by their co-religionists in Gaza and what they did on October 7. It's a reasonable estimate there are thousands of weapons among the Arabs in Judea and Samaria, uh, and uh, they uh, do not lack for, I think, enthusiastic volunteers to do to a Jewish community, God forbid, in Judea and Samaria, what was done to the kibbutzim on October 7, uh, kibbutzim abutting Gaza. And I credit Joe Biden for this state of affairs via his sending billions of dollars to the Iranians who funnel it to Hamas in Gaza and the constant pressure on uh, Netanyahu to supply food and fuel to the enemy in this war. Though I doubt Biden has spoken even one word to the International Red Cross to get needed medicines to the Jews in captivity slowly expiring in a Gaza tunnel. Today, medical authorities spoke of the lack of needed medicine for so many of the 136 hostages believed alive in captivity. Diabetics, people with hypertension, ulcers, colitis, in those tunnels, Jews are starving to death, being weakened by disease. Likely, there are Jewish girls and women now infected with venereal diseases, thanks to God knows how many times they've been raped over the last three months. And on top of all this, thanks to the feckless allied leaders pledging allegiance to the lie of innocent Gazans in need of help, Hezbollah in the north has driven a quarter million Jews from their homes. The Muslims in Gaza were forced by an Israel that did not want to harm them physically to abandon their homes versus the Jews in the north driven from their homes by the party of Allah, about whom nobody says anything, with the exchange of fire there seemingly growing daily so that analysts are saying that the next step is full-blown war, God forbid.
And this situation, too, is attributable to Joe Biden. What an evil man he is. At first, he sent the USS Eisenhower toward our shores as a threat to Hezbollah, but then he withdrew the aircraft carrier, perhaps because Bibi was not obeying Obama's directives delivered by Joe Biden. There's no denying Israel is in a situation, serious situation, reminiscent of 1967. Only we uh, civilians at the time did not know how quickly Israel would be able to defuse the threat of surrounding Arabs who wanted to finish Hitler's work. I remember the evening news broadcasts at the time on TV for two weeks before the war with film of millions of Arabs in all the major capitals in these rallies shouting slaughter the Jews. The Israeli government had people in Tel Aviv digging graves in any open ground in expectation of thousands of victims. What we did not know was that strategically the war would take a mere three hours. Uh, three hours uh, to destroy the air power of the major Arab states, after which air supremacy, it was only a matter of time, six days to the end of the war. That's all. The war would be over and Israel victorious. We didn't know that. I remember one theory at the time in the wake of the war, after President Johnson did not openly support Israel, which made many American Jews angry, and uh, he did not do that because, goes the theory, he had good intelligence, predicting an Israeli victory. So politically, diplomatically, it was not necessary to go public. But today, things are different. The enemy in the North has a conventional military threat of thousands of armed killers, but no threat of an enemy air force. What the enemy does have is rockets, thousands of them.
And that was David Gerwitz. And you're listening to the program program on phantomnation.com. Said before, Israelis of Jewish extraction do not believe in the Jewish way of life. Uh, they have a hard time probing the depth of the hatred of us by the Muslims, which I believe uh, contributed to the failure to foresee and defend against the invasion on October 7 by these sex-crazed and sadistic demons made that way by their religion. It's quite an irony of history that the violence of these Arab Muslims here has always been driven by religion when the leading culture in Israel has been that of atheists. For example, uh, Arut Trevor recently reported on a protest against a middle school in Ra'anana, uh, the Alon Middle School. Uh, Ra'anana is a majority of non-believers in the town. They don't believe in the way of life prescribed in the five books. Uh, they protested the, this community against a recent activity in that school initiated by the wife of a rabbi, which was the baking of challah bread associated with the Sabbath, because it's believed that this activity creates an auspicious time to pray and ask God for his mercy in this case, to protect a fellow student, Naama Levy, who was kidnapped with the others by the barbarians on October 7th, which activity triggered a protest by several political parties in Ghanana, including the Democratic Majority Party, as they call themselves, a coalition with representatives from four secular parties, Blue and White, that's uh, Benny Gantz, and Yeshatid, that's uh, the party of the uneducated secularist and dope, Yair Lapid and Meretz, as far left as one can be, should have gone oneself a communist. The Democratic majority's uh, very name advertises their non-Jewish ideology. They see themselves as Democrats, which is a non-Jewish Greek word, and associated in our time with the United States, where famous Democrats are Barack Obama, Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton, all of them deserving of a firing squad. One member of uh, this... Uh, Democratic Majority Party, Haggai Frankel, wrote, quote, We all want Naama Levy back home, along with all the others, but not all of us traditionally bake challah. When the wife of a rabbi is involved in religious indoctrination and holds such a ceremony in a secular school, it becomes illegitimate. There's no reason why a public building, a, pub, a secular school, should house a ceremony for religious women, even if the goal is important, the hostages are all in our hearts. And the way to fight for them is to be brought back is not by ceremonies, like this one in that middle school. We call on the school administration and the education department of the city to declare that event cannot be held in school premises, close quote. Sadly, this is the spirit of too many Israelis, which reflects uh, not only a non-religious person, but in this case, I believe a full-blown hater of religion, the Jewish religion, what the education department might do is educate the Democratic majority with the historical truth that the only reason the Democratic majority party exists in this country is the Jewish religion that sustained the national identity of this people for 18 centuries around the globe. If Islam is a doctrine of imperial conquest disguised as a religion, Judaism is not only a metaphysical belief, but a system that has been a practical and successful savior of a people unique in history for surviving when so many of the nations the Jews lived among 
who abuse them, they're gone. The existence of this nation in this day and age is functionally miraculous, when miracles are understood to be violations of nature. In this, uh, the Jewish people is a supernatural community. But our non-education department might respond to these haters of the Jewish religion by telling them they are entitled to be atheists, but they have no right to prevent the teaching to middle school children of the beliefs that have sustained this nation as no other in the history of the human race. These La'anana secularists who made this protest were surely also out in force, force last fall among the yahoos on Kaplan Street, blocking traffic, refusing to respect the results of a democratic election in the name of democracy. Though the events of October 7 are believed to have catalyzed many secularists to seek out the religious wisdom, beliefs, and practices of the nation they were born into.
was Hillel Goldblum doing words from Psalm 27, verse 4. Okay, that's it for this second of this week's three podcasts. For subscribers to phantom-nation.com, I'll be back, God willing, for number three on Thursday. Until then, Laila Tov, Me'erz Yisrael.